Shooting the Gap with Ryan and Gonzo. Welcome. To- oh, what the fuck are why you? Why are you Doug? wired, Doug? <laughs> we do not welcome people to Shooting the Gap ever. Okay, Doug, go ahead. No, no, you go. Ahead. No, Doug, go ahead. No, I'm gonna welcome. I welcome Ryan and Gonzo to do the intro. Well, I welcome Gonzo to intro the intro. Well, I'm going to intro and not welcome anyone to do shit. Here's the Shooting the Gap show, ladies and gentlemen. Um, this as we've been kind of stale last couple weeks, maybe even last week a little bit rowdy, um, but. There wasn't much going on, thankfully, this week. Or last week, or the week before. Well, I'm saying this week, there is something going on. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's what I'm saying, smartass. We got, we got lots, we got, well, stuff, not lots, but... Not lots, not lots, but plenty to talk about, I would say. I would yeah, say Starfest was this weekend. Doug met... Michael Worf. Dorn, yeah. yeah. Worf, and apparently he's got a more, more emotions... Than, than he does on the show. And talks he's, and, and talks he's sports. He's better actor than I thought he was. And talks before. and talks sports. He did. A little bit. Made a New England Patriots joke. Yeah. Yes, he did. Oh, were you out, were you in the house when that happened? No, no, I was here for that. Okay. Very, very good. Joke, but nonetheless, it's, very it's good. a joke. It run, it's run its course, and it, we'll hear it for the next hundred years. Well, but I liked that he made it. It was about we're, cheating. We're going to talk about some guys who got paid. <laughs> Uh, Are the numbers right on the Brock Osweiler deal with the, deal with the Texans? The numbers are correct are and true. Correct. They are he is signed, so they are not rumor. It is anymore. done. It is done. It is but done. They have decided to overpay for a guy. Thirty-seven million dollars guaranteed. Okay, Isn't that right? I thought it was seventy-two total. No, no, no. The, well, that's when, total. Contract. When you do NFL contracts, you have to look at the guaranteed money. Okay. Because the other part of the contract depends on how, how much you play. perform. No, okay. not how much you play. How you or, perform. During that guaranteed money part. So it's essentially a two-year contract. Okay. Because if he plays like shit and they cut him in two years, they don't have to pay him the rest of that money. It's a $37 million contact right, contract right now. But it was. It's a $72 million based on total contract based on if they want to keep him, basically. And if don't want him to take a salary cut. <laughs> a lot of variables go into it. But right now, it's a two-year contract, $37 million. He's got, a, he's got that time to go for himself. They got... It's it's a two year basically a two year deal with the option being that they can cut his ass and not really hurt. They can cut him tomorrow, but they'd lose thirty seven million dollars. That's that's yeah. a huge cap hit. They would take an mm. eighteen million dollar uh, dead hit this year and another think, eighteen. No, next I think year. this year it's twenty one, and the next year it's like something like something big, sixteen or something. But so, either way, a lot of money they'd be into because NFL can cut you anytime they want to. They don't have to honor your contract except for the guaranteed money of it. So every time you see an NFL contract which says he got a hundred million dollars. Read, open that link, and then you'll see what he really. I won't, but but I understand what you're saying. But if you're if you're investigating the value, true value of a contract, it's whatever the guaranteed dollars are on it. Right, and, right. Uh, they can spread out the cap uh, hit on that if they would like. A lot of teams like to spread it out right away because they know they're going to get the guy right away. <coughs> and if you're going to have dead money on your books, you may as well get it over with. Get it so, done with. It's a. It's they a usually popular, chop it in about half or thirds. It's a popular way that the contracts have been being handled in the last ten years or so. If you're a specially you, skilled veteran, you're going to get. It's what do you think about the Broncos? What do you think about the Broncos? What do they do the right thing? Well, you know, 
news this week, in case you haven't heard, uh, we got uh, Captain Butt Fumble. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about oh, okay. Brock. How did they do it was Captain Brock? Butt Fumble. We'll get to Butt Fumble. Doing with Brock, would you have offered, because it's essentially, like like you said, 18.5 a year, or they switched it up, $37 million. We would have had to go more. The Denver Broncos would have had to go more, probably more like $20 million a year to get him. Brock Osweiler is a top 10 quarterback in the league right now, according to money. Do you think Elway made the right decision? I think he did. I think you can never... One thing that we had learned in the early 2000s is you don't pay a guy who's unproven. And despite what a lot of Bronco fans think, uh, Brock Osweiler is not proven. Right. You can't prove he's shit not, in seven games. He's not, he's not anybody that's proved he can You can play. prove that you can prove. I mean, you know what I mean? Like, his, his yeah. three, he has his, potential. He has, he has outstanding potential. He's been in the league for a few years. He's been playing under Peyton Manning. So, you know, he knows how to about, go about start, starting quarterback business. But it wasn't really until this preseason that we saw, if you go back and listen to previous shows, where we talk about we're impressed with his ability to finally shake off the crazy jitteriness he used to get when he'd come into a game he would be really you could tell butterflies He's twitchy yeah there's butterflies in there and that happened in the every single pre-game and or preseason games he'd play in and anytime he'd come in for Manning that stuff would happen until this year but he still hasn't because of all that he hasn't been really great about reading defenses, hence the reason he's had some bad outings at the same time, some some mediocre outings. Um, he's had some good receivers. Would he be on starting his it? Team. In, he's in had Houston? great play calls. Oh, you don't bring a dude over for that amount of money not to start him. Okay. Yeah, yeah he's he's, he's going undoubtedly to the starting. No he, doubt, he has the starting job as of whether the he keeps it or not is a whole other story. Well, of course, he's but as the second he signed that contract. He was the starter. They're gonna they're gonna live and die on the next two years with Brock Osweiler. Pretty and, much, period. And 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 Ryan knows this. The Texans are a good team. They have a good defense, a borderline great defense. They have possibly the best. Well, I still we love Vaughn, but JJ Watt is still the best defensive player in the NFL. No doubt. Um, they have a number one receiver. They just picked up was it Lamar Miller from the Dolphins. You got Lamar Miller. So they, they got some more. They got some more shit going on there. <clears throat> they like their biggest problem has been quarterback play. So they're li- like like Ryan said, they they're, are they're, well, they're a newer with, team. I mean, with Brock Osweiler right now. Well, they got they got a, they're a younger team. I think is what you were. What did I say? Newer. But yeah, but I mean, they're they're a younger team, and they are they're they're pretty much pretty they're they're pretty young all the way around. They have a couple of older guys in the defensive area, but you know. Draft is still coming. They're going to have some healthy draft picks. Mm-hmm. Um, not as healthy as they would like uh, because they did go to the playoffs. So they're going to be on the back end, back third of the draft. So but if you feel like you sealed up your quarterback spot, you can be okay with those picks I, because this is a deep draft. So you can do stuff to protect Brock on the line. It's, it's you deep do stuff on, to bolster that defense. It's deep on a lot of, in a lot of mm-hmm. different areas that the Texans actually need help in. Mm-hmm. So I think as far as the signing goes for the Texans – I think it's pretty good signing for him. He's not 18 million. I mean, with the cap going up, it, um, 18 million a year is not a huge hit for a starting quarterback, especially if you believe he's the guy. If you have no doubt what you saw on the field in those <clears throat> seven starts, that he can go out there and get it done. So, 
It's not like a $32 million cap hit when you have a guy like Drew Brees. It's certainly not that. And Drew Brees is a great quarterback, but he's overpaid. Like, that's too much money to give anybody when you have a salary cap that's around, what, 50, 158 million this year? I think this year's be 159. Something. something to that effect. So that's essentially 20% of your con of your contract money is going to one player. So that, that hinders them. But you need 52 Texans, other guys on the team. Texans made a... a they, I am, this is the team that I thought was going to go after him hard, and they did, and they got him. Brock took the money. I ain't mad at Brock for taking the money. I, you know, to be perfectly honest, I am not mad about any NFL player going out and taking the money. When I was younger... I, I used, am, I I am used for to some. Be, it, it's circumstantial. I, I used to be that guy... Um, I'm not mad about a guy going out and getting paid if he can go out and get paid. Now, I'll be mad if you're, like, splitting hairs. If it's like, well, you went to a, a team that's much shittier for, like, a total of $1 million more on your right on, out of your pocket, which if you played on a good team, you probably could have made back on incentives and been a winner. But Well, I've been pretty hard on this one. Like, if you're a vet and you've already made that money, Shouldn't you want to win at some point? Brock hasn't made that money. The next guy we're going to talk about hasn't made that money. The guy we're going to talk about after that hasn't made that money yet. These guys all went and got their first big contracts. Now, I know they make more money than we do when they were You don't make a guaranteed $37 million? Well, I'm talking about his, his rookie contract, oh, okay. where it was still, what, like 750000 a year? It's it's Which nothing. is still no, nothing that's to what I'm saying. At. We don't make that money, but in that world, we don't live in that world. When they get the chance to get that $37 million guarantee money, you're going to, you got to take that opportunity. You have to. It's, it's about the NFL's a business, but these players are the business as well. I mean, they are a business, they are a commodity, they make money. Well, so, not mad at Brock. Let's I, talk. I would, I would say that to, to that point, I'm not saying I would never be mad for. Some guys taking more money and more money because there are guys that do that. And they hurt the teams worst and they can six pack holders ever. They they continue to hurt other teams as they go and get more and more money. But at some point you're gonna want to win. You don't want to get branded. I think the problem is eventually you get branded as the guy who just wants too much money. And you can't help that when you're that guy. You're still gonna want to get more money than you're worth when, which we'll get into later in the top fives. But you're still going to be that guy looking for more money than you're worth, you know, even later in your career. There's some guys who just go, I don't care. I'm going to play my whole my whole career, and I'm just playing for me, and well, of course that's fine. Right. But There's also guys who come off their worst half of a season they've ever played injured and will not take less money without a clause in the contract saying they'll get all that money in case something happens, even though they're the richest player in NFL history as far as contract money goes. So and people like that are revered. At least the one person is. So it just depends on who you are. But if you get labeled as a money grubbing piece of shit, it's a hard thing to wash off. It's a hard thing to wash off. That 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 goes with guys who who jump around. Um, Daryl Rivas. I don't want to say he's a money grubbing piece of shit, but he's opportunistic. He knows when to get his money. <laughs> He's pretty money grubbing. He held out like he three knows. years in a row to keep getting a bigger contract. And, so. and to go to a different team. He didn't care. He became a hired gun, basically. He just would go play for a year for $15, $16 million, And now I'll go play here for $15, $16 million. And he's getting it, and he's playing. 
He's he is he's balling. And, and, and you know what? I'm okay with somebody. I heard Rod Smith on the radio. I love me some Rod. That fucking guy. I tweeted him because that dude is so raw. It is hilarious. He does not give a fuck. He will say, you think Shannon Sharp is raw, but Rod Smith is just as, just as raw. He'll say it like it is, and he tells it like it is. He told a story about how he was called into the office, and they just wanted to have a talk. They didn't tell him what the talk was about. So when they sat down and said, my office. started talking about fired. getting less money on his contract, he was like, I ain't talking about that. That's not what you called me in here for. Ain't, negoti- ain't contract negotiation time. Did I perform less than my contract? No, I did not. So we ain't talking about me taking less money if I'm still performing to a high level. And I, I agree Smith, with him. I agree with him. With but Rod Smith also wasn't wasn't commanding a lot of money to begin with, as far as NFL standards go. I think he never made more than like two million a year, which is a lot of fucking money. But this is a different world we're talking about. So for them to come and say, well, no, you had 126 catches last year and you were all pro. Could you take a cut? No, you can keep paying me $2 million. <laughs> <laughs> You can keep paying me the money we bargained for. And when we come to my contract, we'll talk about me taking less money. But right now, I'm performing yes. my contract. So I want, and I'm okay with that. I am okay with the guy who is performing within his contract. Like I said, it's Our biggest beef with Peyton Manning was that he wasn't taking the pay cut, not because he should take a pay cut. It was because he should take a pay cut because he is not performing to $21 million levels. He, he wasn't doing He didn't he, perform to 15 He wasn't doing it. He didn't perform to $5 million last year. He, he did not do it. That was our biggest beef. And, and we get called haters a lot, but I think I think my hate for him be like spawned from most of the fans talking shit to me about me disrespecting a guy who I think is one of the best of all time, who I think is one of the smartest of all time, who I think could throw the ball in any area during his his prime, hey, his heyday, with, yeah. with the best of them, of uh, inflated stats, change the game, all of that. I know and think all of that. It doesn't change the fact that he was playing like shit and shouldn't have been paid that amount of money. And we could have done a lot of things differently. We'd be having a different conversation right now. If we'd have signed Brock when it was time to sign Brock, when it was, if we'd have, if we would have maneuvered around that. But at the end of the day, we won the Super Bowl, so I don't give a fuck. Let's talk about Malik. Let's talk about Malik. Malik got paid. Um, when you, when you, I'm going to say, first of all, I'm going to say congratulations to him and his agent, especially his agent. I'm happy for Malik because Jackson. congratulations because I, I never thought. That his numbers would be close to that. No, I don't. I, I really thought he was squabbling over the difference between fifty-five million and sixty million. I, I don't think Broncos were offering him that. I we we talked about it before that <clears throat> off air that we thought if he was that the Broncos probably put a number somewhere in the forties at the highest. But that's what I thought. You you were a little bit higher on it, but I didn't. I did not think that they were. They were really going that high on him. When I heard the number was at ninety million, I gotta tell you, the congratulations goes to them because he's they're they're overpaying a little bit. They're gonna be over. Bit. They're gonna be overpaying for Malik. He, as as we had talked about, as I have been so adamant to hammer into Bronco Nation, 
country, whatever you want to call us. Country, I don't care. But I have tried to hammer this thought into your head that Malik was behind Kenny Ananuki in the depth chart when the preseason started, after training camp. Mm -hmm. He was ahead of him on the depth chart. So keep that in mind that we still have a guy that John Elway knows. We still have a guy that Gary Kubiak knows, that Wade Phillip knows. We still have a guy that we can go to. Here's why I don't think a Mount better player than a guy like Derek Wolf is. So I don't even think that was in the discussion. So when he went and talked to the Jacksonville Jaguars and they wrote a number down and showed it to him, he was like, yes, I'm moving to Jacksonville or a nice suburb in, in the Jacksonville area. Because that was, that was the surprising one. I mean, I wasn't surprised by Brock. I thought that they were going to throw money him up. We were going to compete to get him, but... Malik getting like between it's like eighty six five or ninety million dollars depending on which report you read, that was unfucking believable to me, blown away. Um, we agree that Jacksonville's on the rise. We agree, we agree that Jacksonville's going to be a better team. They've they've brought in better pieces in this offseason already to bolster that team. It's uh, it's a lot of money, dude. They they had eighty plus million dollars in cap space to fuck around with this year, so. So something like that, they still have a bunch more to do. Um, that that like, how do you sit at a table and and have someone say, "Well, this is what we're going to give you," and it's more money than you could have ever thought of or dreamt about. And nine dollars, and say no. I mean, well, no, I'm loyal to these guys. They want to give me twenty million. Like, that's that's a ridiculous like. It's that's so outweighed, so outweighed. So I'm again. Not mad at Malik. Um, I'll say this. Uh, Jacksonville needs to tiptoe. They're playing with uh, a little bit of fire in that if you start locking guys up for big contracts like that and they don't perform, that's that's the kind of stuff that can bite you later down the road that you don't see coming. Um, I think Jacksonville probably could have started lower, way lower, $30 million lower. Oh, I completely I, I, agree. I think if they would have started at something close to, and, and who knows what kind of shenanigans with the game or, you know, the negotiation, the games they play with that, who really knows how that goes down. But I'll tell you this much, uh, I can't be mad at a guy for going out for that much. I mean, everybody wants to say you want to play for money, but... <laughs> I mean, he ain't playing for free. If, if, if somebody said, hey, uh, this company wants to offer you this much, but the other company wants to pay you three times that much, but you've been with this company for so long. We're moving to wherever the fuck that is. <laughs> he would be like, well, I can get paid three times as much, so I'm the fuck out of here. It's so pretty simple. It's, it's pretty simple when you look at the math. It's not like the guy... We're not, we're not talking about the difference between like four or five million dollars. We're talking like possibly $50 million difference in what the Broncos were offering. So I can't be mad at a guy for taking that. And it's his, it's his first big pro contract. Same thing with Brock. Um, same thing with CJ. These are, these are their, this is their first time to make money. You want to talk about, oh, these guys are choosing money over winning. Hold on. Time out. Let me tell you something. 
They just won. They just won. So I don't know what the fuck you're talking about. Because he just won a Super Bowl. These guys just won a Super Bowl. Mm -hmm. They're getting Super Bowl 50 rings. So regardless of how you want to say that, they've already played to win and they've won. So they doing the thing that when you win a Super Bowl happens. Those guys leave. People under contract after a Super Bowl year leave. You saw it with the Baltimore Ravens. You didn't see it much with other teams like the Patriots and the Seahawks. But the Patriots, first of all, are always in Super Bowl mode. Mm -hmm. The Seahawks, second of all, have been building that team for the last five years. That's a young team. And it's a young team with a bunch of low-pick, chip-on-their-shoulder talented guys. That are great. Cam tried to get some of it, tried to get some tried to get paid this year. He tried, and he ended up having to come back because that team needed him. Mm-hmm. And he chose winning over money. He did. But I don't hear you singing his fucking praises. I heard you fuck. I heard people talking the shit. He came back and played for money when he could have. He could have gone. Uh, what's his name from the Chargers? Fucking held out all year till he got traded. Um, I'm drawing a blank. Plays in Tampa. Oh, Vincent Jackson? Vincent Jackson. Yeah, that's right. Could have held out like Vincent Jackson all year long if he wanted. And they would eventually trade him because they would have had to. Because he was basically saying, no, I'm going to play for a certain amount of money because that's what I'm worth. Well, see, the, the $42 million in total guaranteed money for Malik Jackson. And I guarantee that's more than what the Broncos offered him as a total without guaranteed money. They haven't disclosed that because I think they... They don't want to be embarrassed by it or something, which it's not embarrassing. I understand it because this is a huge, huge amount of money that they just the and, Jacksonville Jaguars. And it could have been Jackson. an unofficial, you know, as far as the the negotiations go. Um, there's sort of the mutual respect of unless we put an offer out on the table in writing, um, those offers, those pre-negotiated offers, are not released. Mm-hmm. So that is that will never be talked about. An agent will never come out and tell people what that number was, because nope. that motherfucker will never get represented. Because teams will not talk to that guy anymore. So yeah, he will yeah, lose yeah. his livelihood by bringing any of that shit up. You'll never hear about what the number is. <coughs> All you know is it was less, and, and I can almost guarantee it. It was half. If that. <laughs> yeah, it was it was very light. I can't see him going a lot higher than Derek Wolf. It was probably around the same thing. Hoping they get the hometown deal they didn't. And you usually don't. I don't care. Like, a lot of times it doesn't happen. It, not everyone's a DeMarcus Ware who's already made a shit ton of money being uh, being an all-pro player. DeMarcus Ware looked so energized in the playoffs. Oh, he did. Um, he, he was happy. He was happy. Him, yeah. He knew he was, he knew, he knew. Playing in Dallas all those years. One and dunning it all the damn time. If getting there at all. Yep. Um. You knew he was over that shit right away. So you can, you, you saw how energized he was. He likes to win. He's a competitor. Mm-hmm. Especially he knows when he's he, made more money than he knows what to do with. And he's the type of guy who's well-spoken, mm-hmm. who has, he's a good-looking man. He has TV personality ready to go oh, right yeah. off the bat. He, he's, he's all of that. He's all of that. And he did what a lot of players 
don't really do towards the end of their career and taking a three five million that's thirty five percent of his contract he said no that's fine we'll we'll cut it down I'll go six and a half instead of ten that's huge man that was great that's uh, that shows that he took well to this town he took well to the Broncos and he likes to play for a good team doesn't mean that Malik doesn't just means that Malik hasn't Made the money that Demarcus Ware already made, and he won the Super Bowl. <laughs> he already he won the Super Bowl. I mean, what, do you, what do you want? The fucking guy you want to talk about? Like I said, the guy won. Well, he's won. He already won. He's already won. Mm-hmm. He and now it's time for him to get paid. He's a Super That's Bowl. Do the guys on the bench get a ring? For the rest of his, yes. Oh, everybody. everybody. Everyone gets a ring. If you're a secretary for John Elway, you get a ring. You're part of the organization. You get a ring. It might not be the exact same. Except for all the blowies. It's not going to be like the same ring the the $50,000 ring the players get. But every every one of the organizations is going to get something for it. It's a a nice thing. Um, I'm happy for Malik. Let's go with Trevathan. Uh, Trevathan, I I don't know if the Broncos ever really offered him a deal. Maybe they were basically playing the, well, let's see what people will offer and see if that's what we think. Um, that goes back to my <clears throat> thinking before. Earlier in the season, we were talking about some of these guys and mm-hmm. um, how important they are. And, uh, I had made a somewhat foolish statement of calling him a um, not run of the mill, but you know, just not just a guy. I think is what I said. Mm-hmm. Which you know, looking back, I kind of disagree with myself too. I disagree. Well, you, you, I disagree with myself as well that he is not just a guy. Well, you did disagree because when we talked about Malik or Danny Trevathan, you wanted to keep Trevathan more I, than you wanted to keep Malik. Yeah, at the end of the season, I came around to more of a, you know, of the guys I want to keep. I really feel like we're 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 basically in the same place as we were, and I feel fortunate a little bit about thinking about it. Is that we were talking about this that we're pretty much. With the exception of the running back, as you pointed out, mm-hmm. <clears throat> we're pretty much in the same preseason mode of where we were last year. Now, last year, we were in the mode of, well, we have running backs. We just don't know which one is going to pop. And I think we all were a little surprised at which one didn't pop. Yeah. Um, but we're basically in a very similar boat where we got to make sure we take care of the middle of that de- that defense because the defensive backfield's taken care of. Mm-hmm. Edge rushers. Are edge rushes. Edge rushers taken care of. A couple of guys on the defensive line, they're going to be here. This is a contract year for Sylvester Williams. So mm-hmm. um, there's going to be guys that are going to be here that were here last year. Oh, yeah. But we're, we're stuck in the same spot. We're weaker now more than ever on the, in that middle linebacker spot especially with the way Trevathan plays. But I feel like with the way we run our nickel defense now, now that Trevathan is gone, mm-hmm. and we just talked about this, that I think David Bruton is the next priority to get back on the team, a special teams guy and a nickel down guy, that they bring in the nickel instead of throwing, they, they, they throw in Roby and pull a linebacker off, put Dave Bruton in. On nickel to really what, cause a lot of what, what might happen is that, that that might become our base defense depending on what our our design is and what we want to do if we feel strongly enough that we can stop the run up front with who we got um 
It's going to be interesting. I still think this is a 10-win team next year, depending on who we get our, as a quarterback. And, and who, depending on who we get, we might be a 12-13 win team again next year and win this division and be on our way. But let's, let's just be we're, – we're happy. We won the Super Bowl. We're happier. Boys are getting paid. I'll always have a soft spot for Jackson and Trevathan and Brock. Not so much Brock. It'll be more Jackson and Trevathan. And we've been called all kinds of names regarding Brock Osweiler, but it was just the simple fact that he was just playing better than the other quarterback. That's that's all it was. Yeah. <laughs> it was just football. No, we're not. We were never Brock rah rah guys. No, it was just um, football. Back to that quarterback position that we're talking about here. Can I make this quick, please? We're so. My theory. My theory, and I believe a lot of people are on the theory, is that this is all part of Elway's plan. Uh, you have a, you have the same theory, a little bit varied here, but Sanchez is not the starter. Um, I don't look at Mark Sanchez as the starter. If he goes into camp, and we really don't have another quarterback, and then, then he will be. Then I think he's competing for a job. Um, period. We didn't. If he was being, if anybody thought that guy was a starting hell over quarterback, he, they wouldn't trade a seventh round for him. Mm-hmm. Um, we didn't lose much for him. So, so it's we don't think he's a starter. No, Broncos don't think he's a starter, which leads me to believe that Elway doesn't think he's a starter, and they got plans. What's your thing on Did that you, one? It, my thing is, is it's a package deal. I think we're going to try to send him. I think we're going to try to send him to San Francisco to play with Chip Kelly, who, who ran with Mark Sanchez a little bit and had limited success, but he played okay. Um, in that system with Chip Kelly. I think it's designed to try to get Kaepernick over here. I really think that's the push that we're going on. That's what it sounds like to me. It doesn't sound like RG3. It doesn't mean I'm right. It's just because everything is misleading when you're reading media reports about stuff because everyone's bullshitting right now because the draft's coming up. They're playing poker with millions and millions of dollars concerning players and personnel and what you can get. So everything's bullshit right now. But I feel like we're, we're just trying to get him sent off somewhere, and we're going to groom Simeon into being a backup quarterback and hopefully bring uh, an athletic Kaepernick over here to play with a um, bunch of weapons on offense and a top-five defense, um, possibly still the best defense in the league next year. We're, we're not done defensively at all, at all. Not, not in any way, shape, or form. Real quick, did you know the Bears offered C.J. Anderson money? I heard. $19 million, so they went a million over Miami. We're gonna lose CJ too, so we're 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 no. This is I can see why Raiders fans and AFC West people are are giving us shit. Pittsburgh fans and New England fans because it doesn't look good. But I just I have faith that there is a plan. I I do want to touch on that, um, just a little bit. Um, I went over because I am quite tired of AFC West. And other media outlets with their shenanigans about how sad Bronco fans are. We're not sad. That's not the reaction I get from any Bronco fan, really. I'm not seeing that shit. I don't see panic. The other, the rest of the league is seeing panic, which I think is hilarious because our fan base isn't. Our fan base is not panicking. Some of the Manning fans are panicking because Manning's not here anymore. Well, I was just but talking about they have to find another team to root for. And I've talked to two people today specifically said that. It's like, yeah, I'm, I'm, 
I'm not ashamed to say that I'm a Manning fan. I followed him from UT, followed him in Indy, and I followed him here. Now I don't know what I'm going to do. Like, like that's an honest thing, and I didn't trash him. We we had a we we had me and these two people had a nice conversation without being dicks about it, like you normally do on Facebook. I feel bad for them. Like, that was your link to football was the back of the jersey instead of the front of the jersey. They're always going to go, man. If I'd have quit watching football when John Elliott retired, I wouldn't have been watching for the last 17 years. That sucks. <laughs> I love watching football. You can kind of relate on the basketball level. Yeah. But you always find a new guy. It's because they always come in and I live in Denver and I can't honestly like root for the Nuggets. Because they just are like the Rockies. They, they keep telling you they're they going to put a team Break together. my heart. And time. then they keep, putting one, <laughs> they keep putting one guy on the floor that you're like, man, I love that guy. Yeah. And yeah. then he's gone. And then he's he's not, he's not here. <laughs> they're really good about that. This is that. what they do. So, um, yeah, I, I have followed players in other sports, but football's, anyone that knows me knows that that's my favorite sport and that's what I what I choose to, to learn about and choose to choose to know about and um, I feel I feel bad for some of those Manning fans and I'm not talking shit like that but if that's really what brought you joy watching football he ain't there no more and there's not a lot of guys like him playing his style of football there's very very few quarterbacks playing his style of football anymore so good um, luck with that I, I, I'm gonna laugh at you Raider fans cause you guys think you've won free agency when right now to be honest with you. I think it's a two-way tie between the Jacksonville Jaguars and uh, Houston Texans. Houston Texans, I think Tennessee did okay. Uh, Tennessee has done well for themselves. Tennessee um, did pretty good. Those those three teams, the AFC South, aside from the Colts who haven't done anything, um, the AFC South is coming up. It's coming up. It's the Better change, watch out, it's Colts, because it's gonna be it's gonna be it's gonna be back to that old AFC South where there's gonna be a couple of teams really fighting for the Colts for that division. Mm-hmm. So it's not. I don't think it's necessarily a given that the Colts are gonna win because I feel like the Jacksonville Jaguars are improving. They got a lot of young offensive talent. They they improved their team huge in this last week. I, I have no. I'll tell anybody that I, they're going to be a much better team. Like we were talking earlier today, I think we didn't look at the record. We could be wrong, but I think they were eight and eight or right at eight and eight this year. They're going. It's not. You'd said a couple of days ago, ten and six. It's not. It's not a, a leap to say that they can be ten and six this year. It's, it's not at all. I, um, I wouldn't. Th- I wouldn't see a bit. I don't think there's going to be a. It would be a jump to have any of those other teams winning the South. The Colts still have, don't have running game. They still didn't add anybody on the offensive line. Raiders think they won because they added two defensive players and a tackle. Um, but you lost. What you lost this year? Oh is, fuck! The, the the Jaguars were five and eleven this year. The difference was they played close games. <laughs> that I know from red zone, and I had TJ Yeldon on my fantasy team. So they were in games this year, but five and eleven. So no, they weren't. They weren't that high, but. To 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 see to look at five hundred and better this year seems very realistic for the Jacksonville Jaguars. Um, the Raider fans they're all happy because they think their team's coming up. They forgot that they have a they lost Justin Tuck, <coughs> they lost Charles Woodson. Those are huge. Charles Woodson is one of the huge top, losses. Yeah, top five defensive backs 
possibly of all time, dude. Of all fucking And he time. wasn't playing corner anymore. He was playing safety. And that sucks for them because their safeties are terrible. Mm-hmm. Now and they have to plug them in. Now they have nobody playing at safety. They actually re-signed a safety free agent uh, of theirs. And he is not rated very high in pro football focus. So he is not obviously a starter. Or if he is, they're going to be rubbish at safety. And they aren't that great at corner. Um, they finally have a decent corner. Sean Smith is a decent corner. Mm-hmm. But he's top of the second tier. He is not top tier. The Denver Broncos, the, the, the Denver Broncos, our nickel is top of second tier. Our, our nickel's um, middle of top tier. I mean, <laughs> Are you kidding? We got to leave in Chris Harris Jr. Like and, right away, that's top tier. And then throw in a, a Roby with whatever we got going on. Uh, we're still middle of the pack, top tier, maybe top 10 top tier as far as teams go. I think so. I well, mean, no, no, I'm, we're top tier in the backfield, period. 100%. The whole way through, no matter what pack we run. We're the best. We're the best. We have the best defensive backfield. We have the best edge rushers. Mm-hmm. Now they're making me try and sound like Trump. We're going to get the best edge rushers. We're going to get the best linebackers. And that's where I'm going to cut Everyone else? We're going to make the Broncos. We're going to build a wall. That's where I'm going to cut that off. And we're going to uh, five times. Five times? Doug, five times? Yep. Don't you? Like... This might be bad, but you listen to all this contract talk and money. Like, you know agents get 10% of this money. Okay, why do I feel bad about that? He doesn't. You just should be an agent. You're a Jewish dude who's really smart. You could have been a really good agent. It's a lot of math. I don't like math. That's weird. No, you have other people do the math. All you do is run there and run your mouth. You don't sit there and do the math. That yourself. I can do. You just you look up and go, this guy made this, so we're going to get you this. Okay, let's go. Who's with me? Who's with me? Who's coming with Who's me? Who's coming with me? <laughs> well, Doug would have been a great sports agent. That's all I'm saying. Top five uh, overpaid athletes we have of all time. My athletes still play because the money is so huge. Which is a, a perfect way to go with this. this, this it, it's, it's an honor of Malik's yeah. contract. Absolutely. Uh, who, we don't, who we think is getting overpaid, but we still think is a damn good football player. So we want to let that be known. Um, we think Trevathan's great. We think Brock Osweiler has the potential. Um, doesn't these, mean they're not getting too much money. Maybe Trevathan's right on where he should be. But Usually when you're overpaid, you're still a good player. It's just getting too much The money. money's ridiculous. Yes. So my number five uh, is Joe Flacco, who just got another <sighs> extension. Another, well, it was actually the extension gave him a couple more years, but it gave him less money, too. But he's still way he over. Like overpaid. <laughs> this is nothing to do with his extension. This is more about his initial. They just won the Super Bowl and we're in panic mode because then this is an example. Brock talking about Brock, how you can overpay when you're in panic mode, mm-hmm. about especially about the quarterback position. Joe Flacco is not Tom Brady, and he's not close. He shouldn't be making Tom Brady or Aaron Rodgers. Or he makes more than Tom Brady. He does yeah. because Tom Brady's like won enough Super Bowls where he just wants to keep winning. And his uh, and his wife is worth like more than a hundred times more than him. So, <laughs> so eight million a year ain't a big deal. He doesn't <laughs> care about. He has more money than he knows what to do with yeah. for the rest of his children's life. He's, he's good to go. Uh, so Joe Flacco, uh, number four, Troy Tulowitzki. Oh, 
who I didn't want to put on the list, but when I looked at his contract, I was like, I don't feel okay with you not playing with heavy legs. Because I, first of all, don't know what that means. But secondly... Well, you play for the Rockies, who have been out of it for the last five <laughs> months of the season, and you're bored. Like, that, I've never been mad at Troy. Continue. Um, but he, he had, for the longest time in that contract, underplayed that contract by missing games um, and having bursts of... Bursts? Bursts of him being good and then Dude, a long stop. I don't know if you looked at his stats that well, because he'd always go out like after the 120th game of the season, and he'd already be at like 30-plus home runs, batting over 300, gold glove at shortstop. He just didn't want to play anymore because there was nothing to play for. He played in the playoffs last year, didn't he? Well, because he got traded to a team. So it was in the playoffs. So those <laughs> nagging, heavy-legged injuries don't bother you when you're in the playoffs. You're not fucking depressed the whole time. Well, <laughs> poor Rockies. Uh, poor, poor Gonzos and Ryans. Can I replace Trey Tulowitzki with Mike Hampton? Absolutely you can. Okay, we're replacing Trey That's Tulowitzki. a much better one. I At just remembered. Like, what the fuck is that about? <laughs> when I, I just remembered, I was like... Oh my God! Speaking of a Rocky, that should be on this list. <laughs> Mike Hampton. Really got Mike Hampton. Remember Bill Swift? <laughs> like, <all, laughs> Brett Saberhagen? Like, like fuck, dude. These guys are like ten years past their prime. What are you guys doing? <clears throat> so yeah, we're replacing <laughs> Troy with Mike Hampton because um, that was supposed. That's the whole reason why the Rockies don't pay anybody anymore. Yep. Uh, number three, Jay Cutler. I thought he might be on your list. Huge fucking contract. And uh, really thought he would eventually get better. I think he would still be better if he was on this team. I think his story changed when he left here completely. Um, yeah, I think, I don't know, mental case on as far as that kind of shit goes. Um, definitely not over. paying to the... He got fucked over here. Definitely not playing to the caliber that he's capable of. No, sure. no. But let me ask you this. Have the Bears had a better quarterback than Jay Cutler in the last 50 years? No. Okay, cool. Not talent-wise. Not talent-wise. <laughs> Ability-wise. But that's what this list is about. That's what it is. Uh, number two, Chris Bosh of when Chris. he got his contract. With the Heat? With the Heat. Okay. And initially. Because he was, getting, he was getting a ton of money to be part of the big three. But when you watched it, the games, it really just looked like Braun and D. Wade. If he was the, the number three, he was like the very low number three. <laughs> he was like... A 6'11 dude that shot threes and got like five rebounds a game. It's, yeah. it's yeah. His his numbers were very disappointing, especially when the amount of tension that you figure LeBron James and Dwayne Wade would command. Mm-hmm. Uh, my number one, and this is typical, and I think baseball is all over these lists, these oh, kind of lists. Oh. Albert Pujols oh, is man. my number one. The kind of the kind of play the kind of things that baseball does typically is because contracts are guaranteed. Yeah. Get, so Doug, when you hear like someone on a baseball team, he got 180 million. He's getting 180 million, million no matter what. There's no guaranteed money. It's all guaranteed. Right. Um, Albert Pujols, who got paid for what he used to do. It was it was one year, like not one year of playing well. It was like he was. Awesome, got the contract. That's awesome. Well, and actually, <laughs> leading up to it, um, after the deal was signed, uh, Colin Coward looked at his numbers 
and his numbers were actually dropping for the last three years. They were in decline. Some like not, yeah. not a huge decline. No, no, no. no. They, were, they were by no means like, it wasn't like, oh, he was hitting 50 home runs and now he's hitting 30. It was like, okay, he's hitting like 52. Now he's hitting like 48. Now he's hitting 44. It was yeah. like all, every single important baseball stat that he had started offensively, started to drop. Mm-hmm. And that's obvious, but apparently not so obvious. And then now... Baseball's crazy. They don't now have they're just account. burdened with that fucking contract. Yeah, they, they could... I mean, Bobby Bonilla is still getting paid by the Mets, and that shit was a long time ago, so they could cut ties with that and, and move on if they wanted to, and they don't have to worry about cap space. It's a different... different they just got to keep paying. Just keep paying him, keep bringing in the money. But he did have a better year last year. But not the... Pujols, 330, 45 home runs, 120 RBI seasons that, that he used to have. Um, yeah, I like your list. Um, I got some honorable mentions. Javon Walker, 55 million, six years with the Raiders. Good job with that. Andrew Bynum. died. So? I have friends die all the time. Doesn't mean I don't go do my fucking job. Andrew Bynum. $58 million. I said that just to get something horrible out of it. <laughs> you got it. <laughs> Andrew Bynum, $58 million, four years for the Lakers. Didn't work out so well. This is an old one. Eric Dampier, the guy that said he was the better center than Shaquille O'Neal. Eight years, $73 million for the Mavs. That did not work out. Jamarcus well, Russell. That, he could get that nowadays. Yeah. He, all you got to do is just step on the floor nowadays. Jamarcus Russell, um, $61 million, six years with the Raiders. In three seasons, I gotta go. I gotta elaborate on this. In three seasons, um, didn't do much. Walked away with forty million dollars per game. That's one million two hundred ninety thousand three hundred twenty-two dollars per season. Thirteen million per touchdown. Per touchdown that he was a participant on seven million seven hundred seventy-seven thousand seven hundred seventy-seven dollars. It's not a lot of touchdowns. Not a lot of touchdowns. I'm not good at math, but... Per, per completion, per throwing the ball to someone who catches it, $112,994. <laughs> that is ridiculous. Jamarcus Russell was overpaid. Um, uh, Albert Hainsworth, seven years, $100 million, 41 mil guaranteed, did nothing. Miguel Cabrera, 10 years, $292 million. Good Lord. Baseball money. Car- I'm um, okay. honorable mention. This was a big one. Carmelo Anthony, five years, $125 million for the Knicks to be a glorified nothing. Um, and these two, these are two of the greats of all time, but let's just see what they made on their last years. Kobe Bryant's making $23.5 million this year. Ah, Kobe. Whoa, $23.5 million this That's year. That's right. Peyton so- Manning made $15 million last year with incentives. We won the Super Bowl. He got $19 million for leading the league in interceptions until the very last week of the season. And that was the only time that he played. For the last two months of the season was the very last game of the season. All right. But Gonzo, that's not his fault. I don't He's care. He's the greatest ever. I, 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 fine, we can argue that all you want. He's in my top five to six to seven. That's fine. Number five, uh, Matt Castle. I don't know what he makes, but wherever he goes and gets paid, <laughs> it's too much too money. Much. <laughs> Fuck that guy. Can't <laughs> stand him. Um, number four, Alfonso Siriano. Cubby signed him to a $136 million deer, uh, for eight years, and uh, he just kind of took a vacation for that time that he was there. It's the baseball. Baseball is just weird. Um, Jason Worth, 
this guy was a right fielder, batted like sixth or seventh in the lineup for the Phillies. Nationals gave him $126 million over seven years. He ain't doing so well right now. That's all I got to say. Uh, number two, this is the big contract that got signed last year. <coughs> Biggest contract of all time in sports. Giancarlo Stanton, 13 years, $300 million, $300 million guaranteed for the Miami Marlins. $300 million. He's got he's, he's to hit a bunch of home runs before he gets popped for PEDs. Because it will happen. The guy's a fucking... Looks like Apollo Creed. The Mexican Apollo... Whatever the... What, Latino Apollo Creed out there hitting home runs. El Apollo Creed. Yeah. El, El Apollo Creed. Yes. I'm a or El Pollo. I guess because it'd be two L's. Right? The chicken man. Yeah. Alright. And number one, bear with me. Just think about the time that this happened. Hot Rod Williams. I don't know if you remember that name. I know the name. I don't remember. He played for the Cavaliers from 86 till like... 95, 95, 96. Mm-hmm. He got a seven-year, $36 million contract. He was the highest-played player in the NBA from 1990 till 1993. Really? That means he made more than Michael Jordan, Carl Malone, Charles Barkley, Akeem Olajuwon, <laughs> Patrick Ewing, John Stockton. I can go on. He was the highest-paid player in the league for a while. Three years—that's a long time to be uh, the highest paid at any sport. This is this is 1990, so 36 million dollars at the time was huge. This is years before KG signs his 100 million dollar contract, and this guy never made an All Star game. This guy barely started. <laughs> this guy barely got on the floor, especially after he got the contract. So yeah, hot, when we decided to do this, a hot rod was going to be my number one because I always made fun of that guy because he was the highest paid player in the league. Not. A good list. Thank you. Thank you. Now, this list, you guys can introduce this shit. Uh, at the time of recording, happy birthday, William H. Macy. Yay. Character actor, William H. Macy. Uh, if you don't know who that is, by guarantee, by the end of all of our lists, you'll be like, oh, that guy. Oh, him. Who would like to start? Do you want me to start? I'll go first. Uh, of course you will. I'm going next. Um, <laughs> number five. Jurassic Park 3. <laughs> Fuck you. Moving on. No, I'm kidding. Go ahead. I this, like that movie. This is a UB40 of fucking Jurassic Park movies. <laughs> I still think it's better than Part 2. <laughs> Definitely better than Part 2. Oh, I thought you'd appreciate that. There were a bunch of tall grass, like, right when we were walking into um, Starfest. And I walked through the grass and went, look at me, I'm a raptor. Like, right yeah. Like Doug does... Um, number uh, da, 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 four. four. Down Periscope. Nice. Which is a fucking hilarious movie. I realize, Lieutenant, when, you're almost out of when, uniform. When when you when you start thinking about our list, if you don't know who he is, you'll realize that there isn't really a William H Macy movie. Although he does have a TV show on right now. Is it HBO? Uh, Showtime. Showtime, I think. Showtime. Some. Collateral damage or whatever the whatever it is. Something he's like a junkie of some kind or some shit. Sure. I don't know. It looks kind of good. I kind of yeah. want to watch it. He's a good actor. Um, uh, but yeah, he was he was under uh, he was under rip no rip Thomas the guy was rooting for uh, Kelsey Grammer. Who was the fucking bad guy in that? It's or the quote, unquote, bad guy. Um, it's not Michael Ironside. It no. was um, 
Ah, Dookie. What else is he in? Uh, 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 fucking can see his face right now. I cannot remember. Oh, it was, um, shit. It's shit. No, no, no. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's like, oh, it's a, just a fishing boat. And I can't, oh, I can see his face, but I can't put my, can't put a name to it. Well, but, the, but I think William H. Macy was under him in the movie. He's, well, he's the, he's the captain of the other yeah. sub. Um, but it's the admiral is the guy that he's. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. And this is in here just for Gunzo because oh. of what we talked about. Thank you. Number three, Benny and June. <laughs> for fuck's sake. Because Gonzo had mentioned that we should probably do a CCH pounder list. I did. And I, she is in that. Is in <laughs> I know what my number one role for her would be. I guarantee you, I have my number one for her. So I love CCH pounder. I I People who don't know who she is, you will probably not just guess it, so just look it up. Uh, no, yeah. Like, but I guarantee you've seen when her. You see you've her, seen you her, you've seen her, you've heard her, you've heard her. Because yeah. she does a lot of voice acting in the DC animated universe, which is absolutely but you, you where know I've who come she from. is. One of these days she'll pop on the list, I'm sure. We'll get her down. She's a, she's a fan. She's a shooting the gap favorite over here. Oh, yeah. Number two, Mr. Holland's Opus. Yeah, see, one thing, like, well, not a William H. Macy movie. It's like, yeah, okay, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's he's always it, yeah, it's still not a yeah. William H. He's H. always movie, yeah, but he's he's always kind of an important role yeah. in whatever movie yeah. he's in. Um, obviously, the douchebag principal. Yeah, is his role. Um, and then number one, Fargo. Yep, he said Fargo. <laughs> just seeing if one of I I just stepped out to use the bathroom. I was seeing. Oh one, no, you just missed down periscope. That's okay, it. okay. Down Periscope. That was, that was a movie. I was like, God damn, I love that movie. Oh, it's Harlan Williams. Yeah, it's uh, the, the guy who's the electrician that um, keeps shocking himself and singing. Frasier. Yeah, Kelsey Grammer, Laura, uh, uh, Lauren Holly. Oh, love her. Um, Rip Torn we talked about. I mean, there, there are a ton of motherfuckers. Patton Oswalt's in that. Patton Oswalt is in that. Okay, it's my turn. Uh, number five, Marmaduke. Um, he played Don Twombly. I almost thought he was going to say he played Marmaduke. <laughs> That's why I almost picked it. Uh, number four, Wild Hogs. He was Dudley Frank. You're mad at my Jurassic Park 3. No, not anymore. <laughs> Fucking Marmaduke. <laughs> I didn't want to do this list, so I thought I'd make it funny. That's what I'm going with. Oh my, okay. Keep, this, okay. I got some serious ones. Number three, Murder in the First. He's the nice. DA uh, trying to put Kevin Bacon away. Yep. Does a good job. That movie's fucked up. It's, every time I, if it's when on, you, I yeah. watch it. I, I always do. I like that movie. Just a horrible Susan Sarandon was a lawyer in that, wasn't she? What's that? Was that Susan Sarandon as a lawyer in that one? No. Not at all. Who is the lawyer Christian in? Christian Slater. Yeah, 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 right, right, right. Because yeah. see, they look alike. Yeah. Yeah, they look very, very, very similar. Uh, number two, The Last Dragon. He played JJ. Don't ask me who that was. I haven't seen The Last Dragon in a long time. And number one, of course, Fargo. He was Jerry Lundegaard. One of the best bumbling buffoon idiots <laughs> of all time. Yeah. Nothing he does he did is right. such a great We actually had a radically different... So we actually have radically different lists, which I really, 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 really like. That's good, but, but the Jerry Lundegaard character... Yeah. 
like Marge, Margie is like, you know, great. But I think Jerry was just a little bit better. His character was was so well done. The way he could show you that he was frustrated or show you that he was like completely frustrated that nothing is working out the way that he wants he it to. It's a big master plan that didn't <laughs> that turn out to be a happened. plan at all. Yeah, it was a, it was a terrible plan. And if you caught the uh, the first the, the series the first season, did you see that? No, I didn't. I hear the, good things. Very good. The the main character is almost like Jerry Lundegaard. They're very similar in that respect about just like this happened and then all of this happened with an unbeknownst to not what I wanted to happen. So, number one, Fargo, just a great performance, great movie. Uh, like I said, we have radically different lists. Um, two honorable mentions, uh, Wag the Dog. Love that movie. Um, and Thank You for Smoking. Um, it's an honorable... He was in that, wasn't he? Yeah, he was, uh, he was the Vermont senator. Right. Um, I will say real quick, because you got to explain a little bit of your honorable mention on the sports one. Um... I will say I like the book so much better because the book be had a plot. Don't be that guy. Um, I, I when I read the book, I love Christopher Buckley. So, have you seen Thank You for Smoking? I've seen parts of Thank You for Smoking. Very good movie. One it's, of my it's, favorite lines yeah. ever. He goes, eh, "Bill, I'm his father. You're just He's the guy, guy fucking his wife, his mom." Yeah. <laughs> yeah, there's some, there's some great chemistry between him and the weird stepdad character. Yeah, it works out. Um, that and like just fucking Sam Elliott is the like quote unquote Marlboro man, mm-hmm. and that great line where he's like, "I didn't even smoke him. I was a cool's man," which is a line from the book. Oh really? Yeah. Is it that is based on true story shit? Yeah, no, uh, yeah. Uh, Lauren Hutch was the name of the character, but I can't remember the name of the um, actual Marlboro man. But he actually did smoke menthols. He did not smoke Marlboros. Yeah, he died. Yeah, of Horribly. cancer, of lung cancer. Terrible death. Mm-hmm. Uh, number five, Boogie Nights. He was the cameraman. Oh, he was the dude whose girl was like fucking yeah. everybody all the yeah. time. And he freaks out and kills her yeah. at the party. Mm-hmm. Good one. Nice. Good one. Thank you. Nice. Oh, I forgot about that. Uh, number four, once again, because uh, we have radically different lists, and I'm a huge P.T. Anderson fan, Magnolia. Um, I think I'm one of the four people ever to have lived to actually really like that movie. Um, two of them are dead, so you're just like two. One of the two, Yeah. <laughs> Me and P.T. Anderson. <laughs> and, well, Tom Cruise, waiting for him to die. Um, number three, fuck yeah, down Periscope. Nice. Um, one that I'm, my number two, I'm surprised I didn't make anyone's list. Um, Mystery Men. He was, was a gonna, shoveler. I was going to put it on there. I just wanted to be ridiculous. He um, shovels he was, well. He was the shoveler. He had a, had a cool nickname. Probably the best, the best name on that movie. Out of all of them? Yeah. I don't know. Mr. Furious is pretty good. But yeah. No, it's obvious. The just shoveler. as obvious as the shoveler is, but I just like yeah. the shoveler better. But the fact that, like, instead of just using, like, the, the actual, like, shovel, like, he starts, like, breaking out, like, the gardening yeah. ones and, like, starts, like, hand-to-hand yeah, combating yeah. with the uh, not-so-goody mob with CeeLo. Yeah. Um, <laughs> also, and I've always said this uh, as a total aside, the best, one of the best bad guy names Ever. Uh, Casanova Frankenstein, Frankenstein played by Jeffrey Rush. Jeffrey Rush is a, a weird actor, but he does a good job. Have you ever seen Quills? The movie he did about um, the Marquis de Sade? No. Oh, fuck. Word. I want to check it out. Don't watch it before you sleep. Like that's, It's <laughs> one of those that gets in your head and you're like, I don't feel good about anything. I went, I went and saw The Witch right before I went to sleep, so I'll be okay. Uh, Sot liked it. 
Did you see the witch? Yeah. Awesome. Thank you. I'm glad I, you it, it. Weird, I kind of weirdly saw the ending coming a mile away where I was like, there's eh, a black goat and it's all about Satan, so that's got to happen eventually. Spoiler alert. Um, yeah, sorry. There was, but they had alluded to it throughout oh, the I mean, whole yeah. movie. So, yeah. but just like yeah, the, the the kind of the tension of waiting for everything to happen was like, mm. oh god, the kids keep going into the goddamn woods. It um, wasn't it wasn't a jump scare movie, but it had enough to. Oh shit! You're like fuck, oh, fuck yeah, that like was crazy. yeah. Um, I just I, I dug that thing. I'm glad the, the, the fucking witch was fucking awesome in that. Awesome. Um, good. I'm glad you liked that movie. Making. Yeah. Anyway, um, <laughs> uh, number one, Fargo. I mean. Come on, it's it's, it's a defining role for him, mm-hmm. um, and it's a tremendous. See, so you could have said Air Force One. There's a lot of stuff you could have said. You could have said Pleasantville. No one said Pleasantville. No, no one said. I, really I, I saw that. Pleasantville would end up on his list. I thought so too. Um, the social commentary of that movie is what makes it. Yeah, so it's, that's it's true. Very, it's very in your face with that shit, and he plays a good role. He yeah, plays that another almost Jerry Lundergaard like going, What the fuck is that? Yeah. What, what? Why is this happening? I'm glad, for the, I'm glad for the high five on Buggy Nights, though. <laughs> Dude, that was a good one. I, I spaced that because I love that scene. Oh, the minute I started, I was like, who is he in? Oh, yeah! Because he, he walks in and, she, and sees her fucking and the dude. Seems and he's just all walking all just like destroyed. Yeah. He's just Everything's like, over. And he just goes and gets the gun. <laughs> then he goes right back, shoots everybody. Yep. <laughs> like, I really am done. Finita mas todo no mas. Everything was done. Good, good call on that one. I liked it. Well, it's that time of year. We're going to be posting our NCAA brackets. we yeah. got to get them posted by Thursday. Bracketology, Doug. Okay. We're not going to do the first four, right? It's just... Well, because they're playing games, and those guys have to play the number one seeds, so we can just ink in UNC and Kansas and not do those. I mean, we can pick them if we want, but we're not joining a poll for that shit. This is just between, between us. We'll call James to see if he wants to do one. Drew and Justin, see if they want to do one too, and we'll get them on there. But um, so in case you're wondering, first four is what they're calling it because they decided to ditch the round one talk. Because that's we were talking about that. Stupid. And they're ditching the whole round one talk. They're calling it first four now. That's fine with me. Instead of round one, which I was like, good because that's not a round. If everybody doesn't play, that's not a round. Nothing to do with rounds. I'm sure Doug would hate on that. Um, have to. Uh, Kansas, I, Kansas got the number one overall seed in the South region. Mm-hmm. Duke got a four seed, which I thought was pretty high. I was surprised, and I'm a Duke fan, but I don't think we deserved a four. You know, we're Duke fans around here. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a there's some shock on the list. Uh, not surprised Villanova gets a two after. That's a that's a tough one. Um, after after getting that loss, so. I'm not surprised necessarily by it, but eh, it happens. Um, there's going to be a lot of... Uh, I'm excited for this tournament. This is like looking at the, the brackets up and down. Uh, this is the most... This is going to be one of the most competitive tournaments in a long time. Um, I agree. This will be one of those... This will be one of those tournaments where you're going to see some possible 15 upsets, almost definitely a 13 upset. I mean, there's going to be a 12-5 upset for sure. There's uh, there's 12-5 12-5 upsets are how you win brackets every year. It's gotta those are the, the right hardest one. to pick. You just got to pick the right one or two. But those are always the toughest to pick. But this year, man, I mean, it's good luck. Um, 
Just that, to give you all a heads up, Margie in accounting is going to win, uh, even though she has never watched a second mm-hmm. of college basketball. So don't and, bother entering your pool. And our producer, Doug, is probably going to win, too. Um, well, no, because he picks the... Yeah, because I know all about Arch Madness. Exactly. Um, who do you... Like, right now, who do you think wins it? Who's taking it the all Broncos. Nice. Spider-Man. I feel like the number ones are so vulnerable this year. Um... Dare, I, could, dare, I, could, dare. I could take I could take Kansas. I guess I'm taking Kansas to the finals. I I guess Kansas. The only thing I know about Kansas when they get the number one overall seed is they Take show it. So I'm, I'm, I'm not picking Kansas. The way the way that I see how how this is the way I see how this is unfolded. Think about this: North Carolina gets a number one seed. Mm-hmm. North Carolina is facing sanctions. The NCAA put those off until after this season. I think North Carolina is going to win it this year. Why do they have sanctions? I wouldn't be surprised. They're very good. Um, The problems with North Carolina, we talked about on the show, but doesn't mean you wouldn't remember. Um, They uh, hold for a long time, 10 to 15 years of fake classes, fake grades. Oh, yes, I do remember that that stuff. So those sanctions are held off until after the end of this season. So I feel like North Carolina is going to win this tournament. It seems like it's it's that time. They, They won in Duke. They... They won the ACC tournament. It's 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 North Carolina's time. I think this is their year to win the tournament, go on probation, and and write it out. They have they have two of the best players in the country on that team, and they have a good bench, and they have a great starting five. They have great guard play. They have a great big man inside. They have all the tools that they need. They have wing players. They are they are set up to win this tournament. I think. I Rem- think the uh, remind me that I actually have a. Basketball question for you guys, either off air or for the dugout to make me sound stupid. Okay. Cool. Okay. Um, Duke is in the West. If Duke's going to go to the Final Four, they probably couldn't have asked for a better bracket to get into. Mm-hmm. Um, having getting to play, um, I say getting to play when you get to play Oregon, but uh, Oregon I think is very beautiful. I was surprised they got a number one seed. I kind of chuckled. I was like, "Well, there must they must have been it must have been Villanova choking that did that." And the Pac-12 ending up the way that it did. That the one team that really I've been I've been keeping track for the last two weeks. I don't think anybody, any of the analysts, these smart guys, Jay Billis didn't say Oregon was going to get a number one seed. I don't remember anybody (laughs) talking about Oregon getting a number one. That that was surprising. That was surprising. Um, so that's a little bit of a shock, but I mean, and the only other real heavy-duty solid competition I can see is Oklahoma in that bracket. Um, Oklahoma obviously being the two seed in that bracket. Um, but that's obviously the one and two are going to be your, are going to be tough opponents. But I feel like those are a very beatable one and two. Oklahoma, as of late, also showing that they can be beat. So yeah. Duke, I guess, for a team that wants to make a run to a Final Four, could still make a run at a Final Four. The same problems that have faced Duke all season are facing them now. We're not deep. We don't have good point guard play. You need to be deep, and you need to have good point guard play in the NCAA tournament. You can you can get by with one. I mean, we got by with one last year. It's not like we were a deep team. We played eight, seven to eight players instead of just six, but we had great point guard play. We had clutch point guard play. The same things 
are facing us in this tournament. UNC Wilmington's a good team. We talked about it. I, I think we get to the Sweet 16, and then it's going to be tough. Then it's going to be tough. If we get but, to the Sweet 16, we will be playing Oregon. So, yeah. That'll be, yeah. I mean, that's I mean, a, I, 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 holy, it's a running gun team. The play-in game is like Holy Cross and someone. <laughs> someone. <laughs> it's uh, Holy Cross and Southern University, which could be anywhere. So, um, it's going to be Oregon because, I mean, that they're going to walk to the Sweet 16. We, we assume, but we're also kind of surprised they got a number one seed. So, if they lose, I guess I won't be that surprised because I don't I, think they're a number one seed. I won't either. So, maybe that'll be our ticket to the Elite. <laughs> maybe so. <laughs> Who knows? I'm just, like we've said, like we've stated, I'm proud of this Duke team. Um, they'll fight. They're not going to come in complacent. They're going to come in and play hard. That's that's what I know. That's the only thing I know about this Duke team as far as what the tournament is facing them. Dug out. Doug? Dug out. Out. So I have a dumb question. Get okay. the dug out of here. <laughs> so basketball. Uh, when in normal sports, I've seen it in uh, baseball and football. Okay. Uh, some normal sports. Mm-hmm. Basketball, which isn't a normal sport apparently. Well, I mean, but like, like not a normal. When sport. when do you switch out? Like players, because like you know, like uh, baseball, baseball, football. You've got offense, defense. No about? offense, defense. Right. So you're talking about substitutions. Are you talking about substitutions, or when do you go offensive and defensive? Uh, that one. When you transition. go offensive, it's called transition. So they just it's keep like playing. I mean, I know you sub out. Like, hey, I need to sub and like give them a break. Like, I get that, but like, so in basketball, like they're playing both. Is kind of my question, right? Yeah, they're, they're like playing hockey. Iron Man, just like soccer. Oh, okay, they're they're going back and forth. Like you have right. basketball is a little bit more. There's no one designated a defenseman. Okay, in hockey there's defensemen. Yeah, and soccer there's defensemen, mm-hmm. but they can also be in attack and right. and go to score. But in, in basketball, basketball it's more fluid. Basket, it's a shot made. Everybody goes down and plays defense. Shot made. Everyone goes down and plays offense. So back and forth the okay. whole time. If they're switching out players. I mean, it is a fast-paced game, so I get that. But yeah, it's a fast contact sport. It's back and forth the whole okay. time. Back and forth the whole time. Um, dugout, twenty million or eighty million? Uh, eighty million. That's the easiest one. Ninety million or forty-five million. What am I doing for this money? Whatever one. it would be, you you definitely want. To I'd, for I'd the be fine with it. Yeah. So one forty-five. <laughs> The shoveler, Happy International Women's Day. Um, the Shoveler or the Punisher? The Punisher, but only because I want to hear the, the guy in Daredevil go, You can't save them all, Matt! Okay. The Shocker or the Punisher? Receiving or... Uh... Oh, wow. <laughs> Shoot! That was our little... All the way, shoe. And let the door slam behind you so we know you left. <laughs> it's one of the one of the little gappers over there. Baby gap. You got one? No, I'm good. The blue Raja or the pink panther? Wow, you really went with the mystery man thing yeah. once I said it. I'm moving around. Or the pink panther. Uh, you mean the cartoon or the detective? Well, it's up to you. Whatever, you, whatever the pink panther means to you, sir. Uh, uh, Inspector Clouseau, absolutely. But... Uh, <laughs> I would say, uh, when I say Pink Panther, I would go uh, Peter Sellers and not Steve Martin. Okay. Uh, Bruce Lee or Bruce Leroy? Ooh. Ooh. Good one. 
One had a one-inch punch, the one had the glow. I know I was lining up for a joke on that one, but I really wasn't. Um, <laughs> so like, the other one's Flojo. Um, the other one's Flojo. We've left out the Flojo jokes. I know. <laughs> I, ooh, fuck. I, oh, man. I, taking a pass. I, I can't, oh, I, don't, wow. I don't know I st- if I can do it. I stumped Doug on I know, Doug. like, I, it's a precedent. Marmaduke um, or Garfield? What, who is the first Marmaduke one? or Garfield? Garfield. Garfield or Heathcliff? Ooh. Still Garfield. See ya. What the fuck? Um, thank you for joining Shooting the Gap. This has been a Blood Alcohol Content Network production. For more information, visit www.bacnpodcast.com. Your home for almost bacon and banjo!